0: Welcome to How on the Rock, episode one. This is your host, Travis Tides. I'm here with my guest, Joey Lombard. Joey, thanks for walking down the stairs to uh, come to the podcast. Today, just to start, I want to talk about Joey, talk about football season a little bit later in the podcast, uh, maybe the future of USD football. We'll cover some USD sports and uh, talk about Christmas break and other recent news. How's that sound, Joey?
1: Solid.
0: Sounds fun, man. Let's have some fun. All right, Joey, center of the football team. He's coming in at 6'5", 3'15". He's a six year senior from Anoka, Minnesota. He was a second-team All-Missouri Valley O-lineman. He's one of five seniors from the original 2019 class. Joey, I got that you did football and basketball in high school. Three-time football starter, two-time basketball starter. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I'm um, in high school. I played football for three years as a starter basketball for two uh, football didn't win a lot of games my sophomore year we won about five and then one from there on out so learned a lot about losing from there on but uh then once basketball came around we were actually pretty good i uh, won all conference honors my senior year for basketball too uh, i didn't get any all-state for basketball but football I was all-state i got to go to the all-star game experience at the u.s bank stadium the so, all-encompassing experience for all the athletes we got to visit the children's hospital and uh, see kids that were struggling with illness. And it was, it was all a really cool, deal.
0: Oh, man, cool. So, how many games did you say you guys ended up winning in high school? Can you put a total on your both hands? Or
1: uh, In football, I was about six and, six and 25, was about my overall uh, Varsity football record. It's harsh.
0: I had that you were a captain of both the football and basketball team in high school.
1: Yeah, I was, uh, I was lucky enough to be a captain, my teammates. Saw me as a leader, and I think I learned a lot from it that uh, I took into college.
0: What other activities were you involved in, in high school?
1: Um, I played lacrosse in my early years of mm-hmm. high school. I did a year of track. Didn't really find home in either of those. Other than that, I just did a lot of fishing, a lot of, a lot of sports.
0: Sounds like a good time.
1: Yeah, it's pretty pretty normal high school activities. And I know you have an older brother. That's your only sibling, right? Yep, I got one other brother. He uh, played sports his whole way up to played for a year in college, and he's a few years older than me.
0: Well, we had some hot chocolate to uh, start the day, ready to start this podcast. But Dino happened to get it when I left for Walmart earlier. Wonder what this stain was. Yeah, he jumped up there, and grabbed some shit. Well, you're a good friend of mine. consider you a brother. You're my roommate. You're also a SAC member of the Newman Center. Uh, you're on the leadership council for the football team. You're also just a great teammate and leader for our team, man. Thank you. Something you told me about. This foundation made to aid veterans with mental health resources. Do you have any uh, anything to add to that, man? What are you guys doing with that?
1: Yeah, so uh, we played uh, Southern Illinois this year, and we happened to play them on their blackout cancer event. They did for that was uh they got a new black uniform for that jersey and they auctioned them off to donors and stuff to raise money for cancer awareness and, and the stuff that they got going on for cancer down there. Coach Cleet was kind of explained to us. It was just started by a player about twenty years ago. Kept going through this day and that really just takes one guy to start. So I kinda of went home and started thinking about it. And I always thought that if I was in the NFL someday I'd have some sort of foundation and help people out some way, and kind of realized that I didn't need to be able to do something like that. I've been looking into starting a foundation, gonna be geared towards mental health resources for veterans. I kind of met with uh, the veterans in the Vermilion Sioux Falls area, kind of asked them what resources most lacking, and mental health seems to be the common one, and want to find ways, whether it's paying for veterans to go see uh, counselors or, or therapists or finding those resources for them um, i want to build a, an organization around helping that
0: sounds awesome sound passionate about him it's another thing about joey he plays hard football he's got that soft spot in his heart <laughs> let's move on to some fun questions you came in freshman year i think you're a little heavier than you are now i want to know your uh, freshman weight compared to your weight now uh-huh.
1: All right, so my whole career, my whole last two years of high school, I was about three hundred to three fifteen pretty consistently. Uh, but somewhere around the time where basketball ended my senior year, and I had like a couple months before I got to school, something happened. I came in probably around three forty, maybe maybe a little bit more. Kind of started on the weight loss program from the day I got here, but got there eventually. Feel the best I felt it was a little bit of a tougher time, but we got the weight off. You look good now, too, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was a,
0: it's a good time. I think I might have been a little heavier, too, maybe coming in close to 220. But all right, next one. Five last seniors, man. Five last oh, seniors man. from the original class of 2019. I know we got some more. We got shorter. Probably missing some other guys. But any surprises with who's left? Travis Tice, Joey Lombard, Carter Bell, Blake Holden, and Nicholas Gaze are the five.
1: Yeah, I mean. Came in with about, I think, 24, 25 guys or so. and Yeah, sounds right. I remember talking to my dad, and he was telling me that no matter how it happens, guys are going to start quitting or leaving, or, or the number will go down for sure. And kind of sit there and think about how you didn't think that was going to be the case, and how you got all these guys and get through with them. But for one reason or another, when they ended up leaving, or as far as who I'm if I'm surprised any of these guys are left here, Not really I mean honestly it ends up being the guys that are the most committed and and, you know care the most about Kyle football are the ones who are still still working on it.
0: I mean at this point in just society and what college football has come to I think it almost feels like an accomplishment to be at the same place for six years dude so something I'm pretty proud of something I know you're proud of I know all five of us are actually proud of it so
1: Yeah, I think uh, we we stuck it through some tough times. We had some controversy, and I think it's easy to just find reasons to move on and find a different situation, but I also think there's something to sticking it out and building something on your own. All credit.
0: Well, we'll do one more fun question. How about we go with uh, your favorite part of being an O-lineman, whether it's in the game, just the lifestyle? Give us a little bit of your favorite part of it.
1: No, I... There's a lot of good things about it I think uh I think there's a mentality around the position that is selfless and understands that you're always working for a greater goal. It's not about you, and I think it's a very team minded position i've always loved I love blocking for you love seeing seeing the boys score and getting to celebrate with them and stuff like that um and then furthermore, getting moved to center, I think my favorite part about center is kind of just having a little more control higher stakes you know you gotta snap the ball you gotta identify the.
0: yeah you're not the quarterback but on the way you're...
1: yeah in a way and I think it kind of introduced new challenges to the game for me from playing guard and and I think it kind of grew to like those challenges and started enjoying playing center old center funny story my dad actually played center in college and I played center for most of my life growing up but when I got here I I thought I was done I said I was never playing center ever again in full circle so me and my dad both centers in college.
0: Helps a lot to have a good center, man. You know how it goes when center gets banged up. It makes for a tough week of practice. <laughs> All right, let's try to move on here. We'll go with recap and the future of USD future. football. Just opening remarks about the season. 10-3 and three for the first time in FCS history. Pretty fun. Fun earned season. Lots of fan, family support that we really appreciate. We won one playoff game, played two. We're able to host both. Lost to a good NDSU team. Finished second in the Valley, I think, right? I believe so. Yeah. I saw a poll the other day. We were fourth overall in the final standings, which doesn't mean anything, but it's something to be proud of.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was a historic season for Kyle football. Like you said, we hosted two playoff games. That's never happened before. I think even making it that far in the playoffs has never happened before. So. Something to hang our head on for sure, but after the season being over, you also kind of like to look at where it could have been better. And we won a lot of close games against good teams, and that says something about the grit that your team has, and I think that's something to be proud of too. But I also think that we made a lot of mistakes that we can learn from, and the next step moving forward into next season is learning how to limit those and not make those mistakes against teams where the margins are smaller. And in that point, we can have close games and start winning games by a couple scores right just take advantage of the opportunity and put up a lot of points on somebody exactly
0: well man i told a lot of people this but i had a lot more fun this year than last year that's for sure yeah definitely from three and eight to ten and three i was extremely disappointed at the end of the season it felt realistic to get to frisco but pulled up short we'll be back
1: it was definitely realistic i mean watching the Games after we lost, I don't think that there was a level of football being played that we can't play. About going out there and executing now and doing it, but we're certainly good enough to get there.
0: Agree wholeheartedly. Let's talk about some honorees, postseason honors. We had the defensive player of the year and Mogi Rock Mogenson,
1: hell of a player. Yeah, we were we're lucky to have gotten to gotten to play with Mogi. Uh, especially after playing with Jack, too. We've seen some great linebackers walk through here. Seriously.
0: Great linebackers over my five years. Uh, head coach of the year, Coach Nielsen. Wasn't surprised about this. 3-8 and eight to 10-3. and Well-deserved for Coach Nielsen.
1: After going 3-8, and he really took a step back and what we needed to fix, and I think Coach Nielsen did a great job. I think he hired really good coaches. Dude, he hired a great staff this
0: year. Really felt like I was on a team with the staff this year for the first time in my career, really. Might be because I'm so old, but cool experience this year first team we had three guys on first team this year. We had b Webb at the end, Mogi again at linebacker, and Miles Harden, the draft
1: combine invite. those guys are all super deserving. I think miles getting to go to the combine that's something we all dream about. getting to watch him live out his dream with that is super cool b web I mean he's a testament to where hard work gets you. he had a great year so.
0: All right, second team, man. Kyle Brotherhood. Yes, sir. We got Tice, Lombard, Bell, and don't forget Will Leyland. He didn't miss a kick all year.
1: 100%. That's the man. golden
0: leg right there, baby.
1: I see We his got mane, the Kyle man.
0: Brotherhood and the golden leg. All right, honorable mention. We had Hillis, Urbis, Gaze, JJ, and Shorter. All of them deserving. They're all great players. They helped us out a lot, dude. We couldn't have done it without them.
1: Yeah, definitely, and I think there's some guys that probably should also deserve to be in there. It's an impressive list of guys that got recognized for being all-conference or honorable mention this year. It's a testament to the, how deep our team is, and a lot of those guys are coming back.
0: Yeah, Hot next on the list was snubs, dude. you have any snubs in mind from our team?
1: It's number four. I got to talk. I got to talk to the coaches after they vote on this, man. Shahid Baro, Number four. Man, he... He was he had the first-team all-conference year. I think my jaw hit the floor when I saw he wasn't even on there. And next year, he's coming back for, for revenge, man. He's a great player. Don't partner.
0: forget Blake Holden, either. holding it down in the middle for us.
1: Man, me and Blake, we had a good year. Started in spring ball and all-fall camp. Man, he, he got me a lot better. And I hope I can say I got him a lot better. But he had a great year this year, too.
0: All right, let's talk about who we're losing. We got some huge losses this year. Got a great group of seniors. Webb, Roan, Mogi, Hillis, Harden, Urbis, and Jonas. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, guys. All true. Yo, it's really, man. They're here for a long time. They're good players for us. Going to miss you guys. It's going to be hard to fill those shoes. That's why the transfer topic's up next. Who did we get that you like? I can go first if you want, but.
1: Yeah, you can go first.
0: I've lifted with Wade a couple times, the linebacker from Valparaiso. Really good kid. He's really strong. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I met all the transfers to this point. Uh, I took a lot of them around to their physical. Really, all seem like great guys so far. I haven't met one that I really don't like, and I think we got a lot of guys that are going to help us play. I think Ian Hawkins from Monmouth, he's another guy and loves football, so I think he can definitely come in here and help us. Cooper from UConn, he's a great guy. Gotten to hang out with him a little bit and has to help us a lot at the end this year.
0: How about the other Monmouth kid from uh, Baltimore, Mike Reed? I believe is a corner. He's supposed to be yeah. a ball player. I'm excited to watch him play.
1: Yeah, I watched his highlights, big corner, and he's going to be a good player for us.
0: Yep, let's talk about some upcoming talent, too. Guys that we've had here already, guys that we're going to need to step up next year, who do you got in mind?
1: Oh, man, well, first, LJ's going to have to come in and play some good reps for us, because your old ass is going to get tired That's eventually. True. <laughs> And I think he showed us in the few games he played this year, he's going to be capable of it. He, you know, he works hard and he loves football too, so he's going to help us out a ton. He plays hard as shit. <laughs> yes, he's fun to watch for sure.
0: Great running back room. Great running back room.
1: <laughs> LJ, that segment was for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, man, do you have any uh, off-season and uh, spring ball goals that you want to talk about? Maybe not for you, but for the team. I can go first if you want. I think uh, this time of year, you come back training from break and it's just a lot of new faces or at least there's a lot of young guys, it seems like, especially being a sixth year. So my main goal right now is just to team build. Just try to get guys to mesh well, hang out with everybody and just do some really hard shit together so we can get closer, really.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think the first thing that comes to mind is definitely just building the locker room. I think we saw that this year, our, our team was as close as it's ever been, and I think it translated how much success we had. Definitely just want to focus on all these guys and getting us in situations where we're going to be closer, like you said, hard workouts, or even if it's just hanging out on the weekends and stuff like that. So,
0: I've already talked about this, but six years here, six years being a Coyote, you're going to be. And I just put why, and uh, I just say it's you guys, it's the guys that I started with, it's the guys I'm gonna finish with. I'm sure you feel the same way.
1: Plus. Awesome. Oh yeah, no. I mean there's been times where I've asked myself why I think it's important to at times, but I think the answer always comes pretty clear that I've built a home here. I got all my, my closest friends here and I've got everything I need to be the the best football player, the best the best man, so um
0: six yeah. years of vermilion, man. Five and a half at least. I mean, shit, look outside right now. (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot of dudes on our team wondering what they're doing here.
1: Yeah, I think I don't think anyone's ever come here and not asked that question, but I also think that everyone that's been here for a long enough time learns to love this place. Special. True.
0: Let's move on to around USD Sports. We'll be quick. Let's talk about fall sports a little bit. Volleyball, they were 18-11, won the Summit League, again, the regular season at least. Uh, harms is an all-american honorable mention and broke the summit league block record it's pretty cool so Amazing. congratulations to you
1: they beat state most for Their
0: they're honorees at the end of the year here first team summits kylan and harms what else do we have in the fall soccer had a 7 7 and 4 record i looked it up and i'm like dang that ain't very many games yeah, their season feels so short yeah they lost to omaha in the quarterfinals uh the All-Summer Honors here: Ashby Johnson, Taylor Ravelo, I think, and Brooke Conway. Good for you guys. Good job.
1: Good job. Representing the OS. All right, What's
0: going on lately, man? Men's basketball. Eric Peterson, kind of new here, not really. They're eight and ten. They're on a four-game losing skid. That's tough. They got St. Thomas next. There's they got a little break right here, a week-long break. That'd be nice. The Basketball's the basketball season's
1: hard. Thomas is a good squad too. They're fun to watch.
0: But uh, don't forget. Saturday at one in the SCSC against state. So, need the troops to show up then. Women's basketball. Last one we'll cover. Coach K. They're 12 and six, but they're one and two in the conference. Only three games. Not a big sample size, but they also play state at six, but it's at state Saturdays. If you can make both, make both. All right, moving on to some more sports. Oh, this one's hard. Jacks win 23
1: to three. Couldn't even watch it.
0: Two time back to back. The attendance was just under 20K. I didn't watch it either. Do you have any thoughts about it or how the how the playoffs went out?
1: Oh, I, I checked in on the game a few times and went kind of how I thought it was going to go. I mean, that, that's a good football team, and as much as it hurts to say they did everything they needed to to win the whole playoffs, the whole season, i not say I'm too surprised with the result. Nope.
0: Michigan won 43-13, kicked their ass. It was North dominance in football championships this year. We had SDSU, Montana, who was it? Michigan and Washington. Everybody up north. What do you think about that? When everybody preaches that the best football is played in the South, I don't know about it in college.
1: Yeah, they gotta check those Midwest boys first. You know, there's a lot of good football all over the country, but I think a lot of times it gets forgotten how good we are up here. So, good looks for Michigan and SDSU. True that.
0: To the college football world again. The Millbank native over to Alabama. Interesting story. I saw it on Twitter. I don't know who it was from, but Coach Nielsen and this guy, Coach DeBoer, was in the mix with Coach Nielsen for the job at the time that Coach Nielsen came here. He was also in the mix for Coach Schweiger at UND. So that's kind of cool to have both those guys still in tenure, I guess. And this dude's already at Alabama, so congrats to Coach DeBoer.
1: Yeah, it's a crazy... Crazy path, coached at Sioux Falls. He's been successful everywhere he's went. He's only lost like 15 times, which is crazy to me, but I think it was kind of a big question mark who Alabama was gonna bring it in. It could've been a lot of guys that I thought was gonna be uh Sharkeesian in Texas or Lanning or someone like that. And I think DeBoer's a great coach. I think he's gonna continue to the success there.
0: Is that something that interests you at all? Coaching in college, we might've talked about it before, but it's something that interests me See a guy like that climb the ranks so fast, it's appealing. I know it would be really hard, but I have a lot of confidence in myself about stuff like that. I know you do too, so is that...
1: Yeah, I think coming into college, I thought I was going to be a college coach. I think kind of seeing their lifestyle and what it's like. I'm a family guy, and I think it kind of makes it a little bit hard to have family. I have kind of a question mark on it, kind of if I don't have anything else to do. I definitely think about getting into coaching, and I think I would be a good coach at it. I think he'd be a good coach. So if you're single? Um, Pretty much, yeah. If I have have no ties to any women, I'll start coaching. But um, it is impressive. If you know the right people a lot of the time, uh, you can climb the ranks pretty fast. And, you know, sometimes it's keep living early on, but you can make a big paycheck pretty quick in the coaching world. Look at Jimbo Fisher. He just got paid 80 mil or something like that, which also makes me ask, do you think if if Texas A&M, would have kept that $80 million that they raised to pay Jimbo and would have spent that on recruiting, on the transfer portal, on the program, on something. Do you think that that could have been better in turn than hiring a new coach? I mean, yeah, it should have been, but... I think at that level, there's only so many coaches at the top. And if you can help a coach out with $80 million, I know they're already pumping hundreds of millions into the program. But sure, dude. Here's a better question. If you were Fisher and you got fired, dude, are you ever working again? <laughs> I guess that would depend on how much I still love football. You know, should maybe take over my kid's high school team or something.
0: Stay in Vermilion. Coach the high, high school, school 80 team. 80 million, yeah. man,
1: yeah. You can, you can do a lot of that.
0: Let's talk about Christmas break.
1: Yeah. What you doing on your Christmas break? Nothing. I sat around. Sounds like a good break to me, man. That that break, that's time off that personally I need. You gotta unwind a little bit. It's a long season. Yeah, it's nice to sit around, just a little rest, get your body back in the swing, and be ready to get back here and work hard again. Actually, dealing with an injury made it a little bit harder to train.
0: We haven't talked about this yet, but we did lose one coach so far that we know of. This happens every year in college football, but. This coach happened to just uh, step away from coaching and kind of follow a passionate hitch, which is cool. So, so long to the receivers coach, Coach Bagnell. We love you. Yes, sir. Hope you have a good time, man, doing what you love. What is it? Do you know? I think it's rodeo. Yeah,
1: if you sit down and talk to Coach Bagnell, you'd find that he's a very interesting guy. He, uh, He does rodeo and he's got a lot of cool stories from it. So, hope whatever he's doing in front of the business, I think, hope he's happy out in montana great place
0: don't forget to follow like and subscribe stay tuned for episodes coming this is uh on the rock podcast baby yes sir thanks for listening